Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Join us as we sit down with church leaders to discuss relevant trends and issues for today's church. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's dive into a new episode of Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Peerage and I'll be your host. Today we have with us David Featherston. He is the youth pastor at Tennessee Valley Community Church in Paris, Tennessee. Not Paris, France, but Paris, Tennessee. Nor Texas. Yes, yes. So, uh, David, thank you for spending some time. Sit down with us. I know you're here during YC camp, and uh, uh, I'm sure the kids have had a great time. We've had... Uh, let's see, what what do we have here? We had about 150-ish uh, kids here this week. It's been great camp. And I uh, just want to talk to you a little bit about you and about what's going on in your ministry. Yeah. So let's start off, just share with us a little bit about your life. A little bit about my life. Well, I've been serving the uh, church there in Paris, to TVCC as we refer to it, mm-hmm. um, for the, about two years at this point as, as a youth pastor. Uh, prior to coming on board staff, I was already serving as a small group leader in the youth ministry mm-hmm. uh, and had been doing that for a few years prior to bring, being brought on in, into this role. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been uh, a, a tremendous, tremendous thing. The um, staff there at church has been tremendously supportive. Uh, I've got a great team of small group leaders uh, who are involved and 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 then the students are, are are just excited about activities. Um, we're, we're we're working towards uh, getting uh, them more excited about Bible study, mm-hmm. and 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 just just living a life that is following Christ with authenticity and sincerity. Right. Awesome. Now you're originally from Memphis. Yes. And uh, and so, are you? Do you have a, uh, a dog and a cat? And oh yes, things like normal people do. Oh oh yes, I've I've got I've got two dogs, <laughs> awesome. three three cats. Uh, the cats stay outside and they pay their rent. <laughs> they 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 catch the mice for me. Uh, my my dogs are just um, well, they're lazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I take that back. I've got one. I've got a, I've got a miniature dachshund, and and she's kind of a mama, mm-hmm. and is kind of a boss. Yeah. So you know, if I'm horsing around with my boys at home, mm-hmm. she's got to jump into it and give us uh, her two cents. Right. Uh, but I've also got a Great Dane who follows uh, the other one's lead. Right. Uh, I've never seen a big dog this yappy. <laughs> Uh, but he he's just following suit with the other one, and it 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 right. it's it's hilarious to watch them go back and forth sometimes. So you got two boys? I've got two boys. Uh, one of them's here at camp with us this week. Uh, Elijah, he is fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my youngest is back home with my mother-in-law doing basketball camp this week. Oh, wow. He's six. Name's yeah. Ezra. That's awesome. Well, great. Well, I know that you're eager to get back and see him. So. Uh, being away for a week so it's 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 been a great week it's been a fun week but there's there there's something about your own bed Mm -hmm. and there's something about having everybody in your house all in your house together i know it is it really is you know my kids i have two girls and they're they're at camp you know it's kind of funny you know we're at camp we we live at camp but uh they go to a camp as camp counselors i wanted them to 
to have that experience. And so they go every year. So that's where they're at this week. And I, love I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm told my wife, I said, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of counting the days when they come back. I like them to be home. I miss them. Yeah. And so there's nothing like being, having that family time. Awesome. Well, tell me a little bit about uh, Tennessee Valley Community Church. Well, we are, uh, well, our church is about 22 years old. At this point, we our founding pastor is still our pastor, mm-hmm. and the church started out of a small group mm-hmm. um, of just a small handful of people meeting at a home, and from a small group setting, it just began to grow. Um, our church is, uh, well, we would not consider ourselves a traditional church. Mm-hmm. We would be more, much more on the contemporary side, which kind of makes us unique for our area. Mm-hmm. So with that being the case... Um, we consider ourselves a church for the unchurched and the de-churched. Mm. Um, a, a lot of people that attend our church are people who have um, ha- had negative experiences with church in the past, mm. and we provide them with a different environment mm. than what they would be more accustomed to in a more traditional setting. Right. Um, we, we think that uh, a variety of styles um, are, are beneficial because there are a variety of people out there that need to be reached with the gospel. And while the message is the same, mm-hmm. the methods are going to be different. Right. And so that that's kind of the driving force um, behind what we do at our church. Um, well, I take it that so. the way you explained it is that for the unchurched, that uh, you're very evangelistic. Yes, and we, we aim to be, and, and, and really what drives that for us is through our small groups. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our small groups don't meet on our church campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, they meet when they can meet. Mm-hmm. Some small groups meet in local restaurants. Mm-hmm. Some small groups meet in individuals' homes. Right. And um, when you're building a relationship with someone who's not a believer, uh, I think a lot of times they're going to be more open to accept an invitation to a smaller group setting mm-hmm. rather than just jumping all in at church mm-hmm. right away. And 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 I think in our culture this you know today, you know if I just went door knocking and knocked on somebody's door and you know it was a complete stranger, uh, they'd probably open the door, but they'd look at me like, "Who are you? Right. And why are you at my house?" Right. I think I think now. Um, just, just you know, seeing what our culture looks like in general, mm-hmm. a, a big thing that helps and I think makes our evangelism more effective is if we make an effort to build a relationship with the person that we're reaching out to. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're in a sense earning the right to speak and be heard. Mm-hmm. And when you've established a relationship and that person is comfortable with you, and you begin to talk to them about Jesus, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of trust there that you've earned because you've put in some time, and they're going to be more receptive and more willing to hear what you're trying to tell them. Right. And uh, I, lo- I love the idea of the small groups because they've been that, that concept's been around for a long time. Yeah. But let me ask you this. I mean, you, this church, you're, you're been established for over 20 years, and... You know, everybody I've talked to, you know, COVID has changed everything. So how has COVID, has it helped? Has it stayed the same? Has it changed anything within how that small group, how it's effective now than it was in 2019? Any different? Well, it's it's interesting because we, we 
played with some hybrid small groups and small groups would meet you know via zoom on a screen and 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 it changes the dynamic of that fellowship of people because now they're just looking at each other on a screen Mm -hmm. um but you know that they they were still able to have the same conversations Mm -hmm. they were still able to have similar meetings because our small groups um most of them um when they have their Bible study time as a small group, they're using material that is based upon the previous Sunday's preaching. Right. So it keeps everybody moving on the same page mm-hmm. and in the same direction. And for the vast majority of the people in our area, um, that worked for them. Mm-hmm. Some small groups were just not able to meet at all. Some some small groups, um, I, I understand they, they did... Um, conference calling and and it was just you you know get together and and a few of them would just get together in person anyway right um so we did a lot of different things we experimented with some different things and at this point um as 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 best as i can i can tell you uh i i I feel like we've kind of come back and hit a point where we're um picking up where we left off Mm pre-covid at this point yeah. As, as far as in person. But um, when we just look at our attendance numbers, uh, we have more online than we did before. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly you have those that drop off in the middle of that and it just becomes a comfortable thing and an easy thing to just be at home and tune in online. And, and, and we even have our, our uh, services from Sunday mornings post it online so if even if you miss it on sunday Mm -hmm. uh, you can go back and catch it another time yeah yeah so have you noticed and i'm not sure if you are in the tech side of this i know every every minister has changed their their roles have changed a lot through covid because they had to they put some this person in charge of this technology and this and the other so they they gained some new things but did, did you do you find that even now those who are online uh do you you see that that they stay pretty consistent uh and it's it's hard to identify if these were were past church members or not they're still church members but used to attend or if they're older senior adults they're listening i know that's hard to figure out but have you found that it's stayed continued to stay steady in the virtual side of it well, on, on the vir- the virtual side is interesting mm-hmm. because because it's it's created something that I don't think we have either seen or paid a whole lot of attention to, mm-hmm. and, and 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 what I'm what I'm getting at there is not necessarily that that church online or even church on TV is necessarily a new thing, right? But when you have that platform, all of a sudden people who um, may be visitors in your church when they walk in the door physically mm-hmm. they've already seen you mm. virtually yeah and it might be one time mm-hmm. it might have been for 6 weeks before they decided to come right uh but they walk in and as as church staff you've never seen these people before mm-hmm. but they know who you are right and they've heard you and they've listened to you mm-hmm. and 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 you know there there are there are disadvantages to that and there are advantages to that and 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 I think the the thing that that you've got to kind of work to find is the ability to offer 
someone something that they're not going to get one anywhere else but two they're not going to get if they don't come right and so by being able to do that virtually they're going to be excited to come Mm -hmm. because they see something going on and they want to be a part of it and they realize that they can't truly be a part of it if they're not there right yeah exactly so how does this, uh, you being in the youth pastor there, how, how is this whole concept of what you did in church and, and how you uh, deal with COVID during that time, virtual or, or elsewhere, where are you right now? I mean, at this place, where are you within your ministry? And, and tell me how, how uh, what are you doing that's, uh, is, that, that's really been very positive for you? Well, we, we, we've been using, um, I mean, one, we use Gospel Project curriculum with mm-hmm. the students, and, and um, that, that has been uh, a, a positive thing because, you know, being biblically sound, being biblically based is very important to us, right. and that's something we strive and work really hard for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do small groups with our youth on Wednesday nights as well. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, they'll come in, they'll have a meal. They'll have large group teaching, which mm-hmm. I lead, and then from that we have small groups, and then we dismiss out of that. And it's what a typical Wednesday night looks like. Mm-hmm. When we get into the summer, we mix it up a little bit, and we have gatherings at the swimming pool at the local park. We have uh, game nights. We have summer camp, like we're here right now for. Right. Um, but one of the things that's really fun um, about uh, – doing youth ministry in Henry County in particular is, is we have a group um, that we refer to affectionately as, as the collaborative. Mm-hmm. Um, I take absolutely zero credit for this because yeah. this was something that was established amongst the uh, local churches there before I came along mm-hmm. on staff. Um, so so it's, it's primarily the local Baptist churches there, yeah. but we also have uh, a couple of the local um, Church of Christ churches mm-hmm. that come and participate and uh the um united methodist church youth pastor mm-hmm. comes and he participates and and, and i actually got a I got a message uh this morning through through our our our, our group text that uh, another youth pastor from another church from a different denomination has been invited to be a part of what we're doing as well yeah um so so tuesday mornings uh we meet at a local coffee shop mm-hmm. And we pray together. Yeah. We talk about ministry together. We plan events together. Mm. And, and, and it's, it's fun yeah. and, and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, sometimes our denominational distinctives come out in our conversations. But we've come to a point, I feel like, with the uh, group of guys that we have there that we can – talk about those things openly, mm-hmm. honestly, respectfully. We can we can disagree, but we can still minister together because the primary focus is Jesus mm-hmm. and reaching teenagers. Right. And and that's the heart of every one of the guys that we meet with there. Um, through that we do a number of things. Uh, I mean D now is a countywide event mm-hmm. with multiple denominations participating mm-hmm. okay. across Henry County. Um, Fields of Faith is another event uh, that that falls in that same type of description. That usually falls under the uh, banner of FCA, but uh, we've picked that up as youth pastors over the last couple of years. 
Um, we've done the same thing with fifth quarters after football games and, 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 uh, up the road from Paris and Clarksville, there's, there's a trampoline park. We usually go do an all nighter at mm-hmm. collectively one night out of the year. Yeah. Um, one thing just in the last three years in particular, that's gotten to be real popular with, with, in the summers in Henry County is, uh, we, we have a, we have church league ultimate Frisbee. Hmm. So so think think frisbee and you're combining soccer and the continuous play yeah. but also football in the sense that you're trying to get down to the end zone to score points. Right. Wow. Um, this is our third year with with doing the league and this year we have 10 churches wow. all different denominations and, and about 15 teams. Hmm. And 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 so we pretty well take over the local park there on Sunday nights. Right. And uh, have two time slots for games, but within those two time slots, there can be five games going on all at one time. Yeah, we get food trucks out there, awesome. um, and and it's 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 kind of wild when you get out there and you have four five hundred people <laughs> centered around something as simple as a frisbee. Right, and it's a lot of fun, and the kids get creative. Uh, our our team name is Bob Toss. Yeah. Uh, most of the so that's where your shirt came from. yeah that's where my shirt came from <laughs> um, most most of the most of the churches use a uh, pun of some sort that's right. tied into frisbees one way or, or, or another um you know this was the brainchild of a, uh, a friend of mine garrett Vizi, who's uh-huh. the youth pastor at first baptist church there in paris um i i like to call him the commish when we run into him and we have our meetings and whatnot for those who are listening so he's got this yellow shirt on it has actually bob ross's picture on but it says bob toss on it. it's awesome yeah i was going to ask you but i'm glad that, that yeah. kind of came up yeah so so you know it, it's it's you know, we we have our games. You, you know, we get halftime, mm-hmm. and and uh, we'll ha- usually have a student led devotional. Yeah. Have a little break there, uh, but we also encourage some of the adults who are there to watch to kind of keep an eye out for spectators mm-hmm. and just kind of. It's an opportunity to um, start up conversations. Yeah. It's an opportunity to invite people to church who are out on the sidelines. But we also get a lot of students who don't have any church affiliations Mm -hmm. who just want to play and have fun with the game. And so they sign up with one of the local church's team. And along the way, relationships are built. And some of those students wind up becoming regular participants in in, in the church activities of the church that they're playing for. And 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 we we've seen people come to Christ through it. Awesome. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. There's been a lot going on there, and and, and there's a lot of opportunity that comes with those things as well. Well, I think that that is such a, uh, and, and I have never been to Paris, and I take it it's a you know, kind of a small community, uh, and uh, I say small community, maybe a close knit community, uh, and and by pulling together to impact lives is is really not a common thing which should be mm. uh, among uh, believers among churches to be able to do something just like that with with uh, knowing that we have so many youth that are struggling coming more so I mean they were struggling before COVID but struggling more now and feel even more alone and trying to I know our church is still trying to come back trying to reconnect you know a lot of our churches do 
COVID and maybe yours it was the same. The virtual stuff, it was fun at the beginning, but they had enough. Yeah. And you kind of lost contact yeah. with them. And so it's almost you're kind of reeling these, these kids back in and those who still feel lost, you're, you're trying to, to reach them. So I think that is awesome. So, uh, so, so sounds like you're, you've become very effective with that in your community with all the churches. And, and I really like that, that the churches, the youth pastors in those churches are so cooperative with one another. What were some things that, uh, as you went through this process that, that you found that that didn't quite work like I thought it would work? Did you have any of those? You know, a lot of the things that we've done are things that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's created opportunities to fine tune, to adjust, um, to even experiment a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we did this year, well, this last year with with D now in particular, um, our theme was move. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about curriculum and different things to use for the teaching, and and, and I just kind of thought to myself, okay, we're 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 saying move is our theme, and we wanted to take more of a missions approach, and that's not something we had done um, um, recently. Right. Um, So so I had the idea that okay, if we're looking at this from a missional standpoint and move is our theme, let's mm-hmm. focus on passages where Jesus is telling us to move in our faith. Yeah. And it kind of springs out of James where we're told to be doers of the word and not listeners only. Mm-hmm. And through that, we were able to find various service projects mm-hmm. around town. Um, I, I had a group go out to a uh, women's ministry place where that happened to be doing a family day there. Hmm. And the kid, you know, my students that went to that, they, they had an opportunity to just go and play with the kids. Hmm. Um, I took a group out to uh, Walmart and we spent a few hours just wandering the parking lot and just saying, hey, can I return your cart for you? Yeah. Hmm. And, 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 you know, something as simple as that. Uh, it was amazing to see people just have this sense of relief. Like, that's something I don't have to worry about. They'll take right. care of that. In a few instances, it was, hey, can I put your groceries away for mm-hmm. you? Can I, can I help you load your car? And, and some folks were receptive and appreciative, and other folks were like, man, I appreciate that, but I can handle that. And, right. and you know, it still was an opportunity because you, you have folks who are saying, well, why are you out here doing this? Right. Well, you know, Jesus tells us to... Um, show our faith by doing mm-hmm. things, by serving others, because he served us. Mm. We should serve others. And so we were out here to serve people. Mm. Um, other groups went out to a um, thrift store that's run by a, a pro-life crisis pregnancy center, mm. and they helped them sort through items that had been donated. Uh, we had cleanup crews go to different places and help um, with with a number of different things, and, and and just off the top of my head, I I couldn't think of everything that that we did on that particular day. But the thing of it is, is 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 we're always trying different things. Mm-hmm. We're always trying new things, mm-hmm. and when we always come back and evaluate and ask yep. what went well here, mm-hmm. what didn't go as well that we could do better. Mm-hmm. And then we always keep notes when we get together and meet. 
and this is really helpful for me in particular because I'm, I'm bivocational. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a high school teacher as well. So when school is in session, I don't get to go to these meetings on Tuesdays. But Google is a wonderful thing and right. that we have a shared Google Doc yeah. that uh, every one of us can enter notes in. Hmm. And I'm able to participate in the meetings by pulling up the notes and seeing what's been put on there. And I can give a little input there as well. Um, you, you know, things things that haven't gone well you know, you know, I could sit here and I could tell you some things that didn't go particularly well, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think that would necessarily be helpful, right? Because I, th- I think, I think, in order to be effective where you're at, you've got to have a pulse on the immediate and local culture, right? Because something that may work well for us may fall completely flat where 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 someone else is, right? Um. You know, ultimate frisbee may not be something that works um, in, in in East Tennessee, right. um, whereas it works in Paris. I, I mean, and, and there could be any number of things. It could be interest. It could be, um, you know, a, a difficulty of finding a place with a level playing field because you know it's quite. There are a lot of hills around here. There is. Um, <laughs> so 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 there's there there's there's a lot of a, a lot of things. Um, I think I think the biggest thing is being willing to fail mm-hmm. so long as you make a deliberate point to learn from it. Mm. Y- you know, there, I, there's an opportunity, I think, maybe that we haven't explored um, to the extent that we could. Right. I mean, the fastest growing sport in America right now is pickleball. Yeah. So we just got brand new pickleball courts in our park there in Paris, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I have not been to the park yet yeah. when it wasn't packed. Wow. Um, and, and, and so, you know, there, there's, there's opportunity there. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the biggest thing coming out of the virtual side of trying to do virtual church, and, and as you said, people are tired of it mm-hmm. and, and, and tired of the disconnect. Mm-hmm. But I think it's fallen upon the responsibility of the local church mm-hmm. to reconnect. Right. And 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 the biggest thing about doing that is you just simply go where they are. Mm-hmm. And if your kids are out there playing pickleball at the pickleball court there locally, why don't you go play pickleball with them? Right. I think I think we are in such a culture right now where there's such disconnect amongst people mm-hmm. and, and and we have covid for that. I think I think social media plays into that a lot as mm-hmm. well. That that in order to connect um you just got to be present. I think I think I think I think you spell love T I M E time. Yeah. And you just go and you spend your time and you share that with people, and people notice. Okay, they're there. Right. They're consistent. Mm-hmm. They really care, and they're really interested. Right. And 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 I think that's the first step in building relationships and re-engaging a disconnected culture. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's some great wisdom, and uh, I appreciate you sharing that because that was going to be my question for those who are listening. Uh, how can they be involved in doing something like this? But basically, you're saying. 
don't necessarily imitate what we're doing, but connect to your community and find the best place in which they can reach people. And then wherever their interest is, where you can start. That sounds like what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that is awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking a few minutes. Uh, I know you're getting ready to, well, I guess it's close to dinner time. So yeah. We've got to eat, eat, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I appreciate you taking a few minutes and just to share a little bit about uh, what's going on at your church and in your ministry. And and uh, we'll continue to pray that God will continue to uh, uh, provide you know uh, ways in which you can reach people and those who you have built those relationships will come to know the him if he if they don't already uh if those who are listening if uh, you have any questions for what will you do at tm baptist camps or for david i'm sure he would love to answer any kind of questions or uh, share a little bit of his wisdom of, of um, what he's been doing in his community please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org until next time i hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about christ with someone you know Thank you for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast of TN Baptist Camps. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org or you can email us at carsonpodcast at tnbaptist.org.